10 Rules for Bribing Officials Down Island What to do when saying no doesn't work Cruisers in the Caribbean and Latin America are more likely than ordinary tourists to be held up for money by local officials. That's just a fact. This story is not a justification for corruption, just advice on how to deal with the inevitable without your suburban head exploding. My first experience bribing a police officer happened not down island, but in Boston, Massachusetts. I was a teenager hoping to attend a Jethro Tell concert at a venue then known as Boston Garden, home court of the Celtics. None of my gang had tickets to get into the sold-out show, but we had a plan. We approached a particular exit at the back of the hall, guarded by a cop with a face that read like a map of Ireland. We got in line behind all the other scruffy kids handing $5 bills to the cop for entry. I only got three, I said, when it was my turn. Okay, give me it. Go ahead, said smiling Riley, as he added my contribution to a tremendous roll of bills. That night, hundreds of us unticketed Tull fans created a nuisance at the already chaotic event. As we sat in other people's assigned seats, then, once evicted, jamming the aisles and blocking the views of paying customers. That kind of retail corruption was on its way out in the United States in the 1960s. So baby boomers grew up less accustomed to making minor payoffs than earlier generations. Being held up for money will always be somewhat stressful for 21st century Americans. But it's worse when combined with culture shock from being in a foreign land. So here I offer loose cannons, 10 rules for bribery. Number one, always remain calm when dealing with officials. Be courteous, be friendly, project an image of seriousness. Shake hands with them, but always remember, these people are not your buddies. Number two, never, ever offer money to an official or police officer. Don't be swayed by other cruisers telling you unequivocally that you will pay in the end. So let's get it over with. Don't think that a preemptive offer of cash will let you gain control of the situation. It may be taken as an insult and happens to be a serious crime. Number three, say no. It's worth a try. Maybe you would rather give a tip, a propina in Spanish, at some undetermined time in the future. If that doesn't work and the solicitations persist, ask how much. Never volunteer an amount yourself. If they suggest 10, offer 5 bucks. Number four, don't let your American sense of privilege lead you to think you can get away with minor violations of local laws. Entrepreneurial officials actually target foreigners for offenses that they would not bother with if committed by a local. The more you are actually guilty of doing, the more you will eventually be forced to pay in bribes to avoid a formal encounter with a local justice system. Number five, even if you can speak the local language, which often means Spanish, stick to English other than cuanto, por favor, or gracias. In a shakedown scenario, the language barrier works in your favor. Unless the officials are fluent in English, 
they will have to work harder to extract money from you. They may even give up. Plus, if you understand Spanish and they don't know you understand Spanish, you may glean some useful information as officials talk among themselves. The, number six, the best negotiating position is not to carry loads of cash on official business. Obviously, this doesn't work if officials are visiting your boat. But if you're visiting their office, carry just enough money to pay the actual fees, or clearance fees, for example, and maybe an extra 5 or $10 bill. Don't come with a wad of 20s or 100s, but don't come with no extra cash either. You don't want to be sent back to the boat to get their tip. Number seven. If officials are visiting your boat and suggest that it is customary to tip, deflect. Offer them a beer or a Coke. Sometimes that makes them happy. And once the shakedown portion of the encounter has ended, you can relax. Number eight. If you are asked for payoff, avoid paying low-level actors. If you are going to pay, you should at least benefit from the protection of a supervisor. If you are in an office and you think the boss is nearby, ask for him or her in your best monosyllabic manner if you are dealing with non-English speakers. What you don't want to happen is to pay an underling and then find out you are expected to pay the boss too. Number nine. Cuban officials have historically not been as brazen in their shakedowns compared to those of other Latin places. Veteran cruisers advise that when money is solicited, agree to pay as long as they provide a receipt. This, say the cruisers, causes an immediate loss of interest on their part. Call me weak, but folks in Cuba need all the help they can get, and I don't mind negotiating a small amount. Number 10. Do you know somebody? Knowing an influential individual well enough to have their business card is a good antidote to a shakedown if serious money is involved. I call these get-out-of-jail-free cards. You will be left alone out of respect to your patron. An equivalent concept is to plan to enter the country at a marina that has on-site customs and immigration officials. The marina owner, by definition an influential individual, almost surely has local officials on retainer, you might say. In other words, they've already been paid to leave you alone. Okay, you've paid your first bribe, and the experience kind of sucked. So you're sitting at the bar with a group of gringo expatriates, and you tell them the story. I guarantee that no matter what the amount, you will be told that you paid too much. I owe you the next beer if that's not the case. The first talker always paid too much. Then the conversation will veer toward everyone else's shakedowns by local police, military, and civilian officialdom. At best, you may be able to glean what the rule of thumb is for payoffs in different circumstances. Do not come away from the experience with any sense of superiority for yourself or your country. If you only earn $400 to $600 a month, $30 in Cuba, you would be a piss-poor provider if you didn't hustle for a little extra cash for the family. As far as the United States of America, yeah, we've come a long way toward eliminating retail corruption. I'm pretty certain no cop is collecting cash from kids at the back door to the TD Garden today. Our problem, fellow Americans, is wholesale corruption. 
Congressmen get paid bucket loads of campaign cash, for example, to ensure that we pay more than any other nation in the world for prescription drugs. And there are many, many other examples. The only reason this is not bribery is because Congress also gets to decide how the law defines a bribe. Corruption is bad at any level, but what should bother you more? American mega-corruption? Or the few bucks that you give here and there to some customs officers or cops in a less affluent foreign land? The end.